Welcome into DTC. It's been a long time, but your fearless leader, Joe, is not here. And we are all happy about that because we won't hear about Marlon Mack, who apparently played for the Redskins. It's okay. Welcome into DTC. FP and LP are here to break down everything Redskins that has happened since, what, the end of the season? There's been a ton of news, a ton of stuff. And unfortunately, none of it is good. FP, welcome in. Thanks for having me. I, I just want to clarify two things. Joe was wrong twice about Marlon Mack, and he probably hates when you and I do podcasts because we definitely like to pick on him a lot uh, and point out all his errors. And it's not that many. I'll give him some some credit. He's usually really good. That's why we kind of enjoy harping on his mistakes. But yeah, the Redskins season ended what seems like an eternity ago. Um, definitely lost the battle off the field, winning off the field. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been a long offseason already, and we're not even out of January. I don't know if I'm looking forward to anything. Yeah, let's let's start it off with, um, I guess, the worst of all news, the news that, that came out last Friday. I believe it was reported by the Washington Post. Times, Washington Post, not sure who it was, but it's the post. It was the post. Something that, that NBCSN Washington has been circulating for, for months that uh, Bruce Allen is going to stay, and that Tony Wiley kind of came out and said, Of course, he's going to stay, and of course, he's you know going to be our team president. And not only is he going to be our team president, but he's going to be in charge of business operations. Question to you, FP, is one. It, Take away the hate because we all know we all hate Bruce Allen. There, there's no doubt about that. I, I'm, I'm sure every Redskins fan hates Bruce Allen. So let's take that away for a second and say a person who is a team president who is in charge of business and of football operations, is that something that concerns you? The concern for me is he proves to have no need on this Redskins team. So – if you split up the two options of football operations and business operations, he's clearly struggling on the football side. And that's the product that we see on the field and the PR decisions that were made with certain signings and not addressing the media and throwing Doug Williams out there, all that stuff. On the business side, clearly he wasn't liking what happened with La Famina and all those guys that he brought in. And... I think ego got in his way because the transparency and all that stuff essentially points back towards Bruce and makes Evan realize that it's how he was running things before La Famina came in. And that's why everything looks so bad. And La Famina indirectly was kind of being like, we're correcting all the wrong things that Bruce did. No, nobody ever said that, but that's kind of what everybody knew to be happening. So I don't know what he's going to do now in the business side operations. Nobody's going to care about a stadium. No local government is going to pay for a stadium or subsidize a stadium when you have such a crap product. I mean, and it's it's a bad business. It's just a bad business. Forget football. It's just at this point, what are the, the, the pros to getting a stadium built? And that's the whole reason you have Bruce Allen. He's, he's the politics whisperer. But what is he really going to achieve if – the football operation doesn't catch up with it. So I just, I don't know what there is to look forward to. 
So as as a person, do you not like him? And I mean, obviously, you, you don't like him, period. But is it more concerning that he's running the business side of the house or is it more concerning that he's running the football side of the house to you? My concern is the business side of things. Um, the football side of things, I and, and we could probably get into this later. I will give Gruden one more pass, one more pass. That's all he gets. Um, I will give Minuski a pass. A, because we're kind of forced into it because not one coordinator wants to come here. And B, those defenses that he had last year and this year kind of worked um, and they did well, but they thrive off your offense moving the ball, sustaining drives, and, and allowing your defense to rest. Once that blew up and the defense was on the field regularly, that's when you saw all the mistakes. That's when you got the 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 players complaining. That's when you got all the BS that came from the defensive side of the ball without injuries. So I'll give Minuski a pass. I, I think with the coaches that we are stuck with, the football operation is taken care of. The problem right now is the fans have just lost all faith in this team. And there's not even hatred. There's just emptiness. Nobody cares about anything. And that's the worst thing you can have for a football team. Hatred is good. Hatred is show of emotion. Right now, like I'm emotionless. I honestly don't give a crap about the Redskins. Yeah, but I, I guess to to go back to the question about do I hate Bruce more as a business person or more as a, a football person, I'm going to have to go with you and say absolutely as a business person. If I actually look at the Redskins draft picks and the look at the Redskins free agency over the past few years, they're – there haven't been that many huge glaring mistakes. Of course, the Kirk Cousins uh, saga to the side, right? Because that was probably the a, a huge mistake. But then also after seeing what he did with the Vikings this year in the playoffs or not the playoffs, I don't know if that was really a mistake. Either well, way, yeah. I, I think from the football side of things, the Jay Grudens and the the – uh, Doug Williams and the Kyle uh, Smiths and, and the personnel department have actually done fine. They haven't done great. They haven't done horrible. We've seen much worse. From the business side of things, I think it's an absolute disaster. You look at the things that with Ruben Foster, whether you're on one side of the fence or the other with him, the way that the team handled it and the way that um, that – the messaging that was around that was just horrible. Look at the, the way that they're treating Greg Minuski today. I mean, they're literally bringing in people to replace Greg Minuski for defensive coordinator while he's well, still defensive coordinator, while he hasn't been fired yet. So yeah. those things. And then and then to come out and say, you know, hey, um, we're going to bring in these three guys who are going to completely redo our business side of, of the house and then fire them with less than a year into their job after they came out and basically said that um, that you're you're uh, you've been lying for the past few months about ticket sales, it, it's just unacceptable. To 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 harp on two things that you pointed out, treating Minuski unfairly is one thing. I mean, you you can't fire him without without knowing that somebody else is coming in. So let's say hypothetically you were going after Greg Williams. Let's say. You knew the Jets didn't make their offer yet. We're, we're going to try to bring in Greg Williams. That's what all the reports were today. You can't let Minuski go hoping that you're going to bring in Greg Williams. And then all of a sudden, Greg Williams turns down your position. So all of a sudden, you've fired Minuski and you didn't hire the coordinator that you wanted. 
So I understand why he's still kind of around and hasn't been fired yet. Because at this point, nobody, nobody wants to come to the Redskins. Not one person. So from a business aspect, you're smart to not fire the person before you hire the backfill. But the issue is that we've gotten to that point. The issue is people do not want to come to this team. And it doesn't matter how much money you throw at these coaches. They don't want to come to this team because, I mean, who who was saying it? It's a three-ring circus. Nobody wants to be here. They're just going to get thrown under the bus when S hits the fan. It's that's that's the Redskins culture right now. So nobody wants to come. And the other thing is, Bruce has made some awful mistakes, awful, awful, awful football mistakes, and we're giving him a pass because the injuries kind of mask all of that. So you, after two seasons of forty-eight different IR reports, or however many we had for both seasons combined. You forget all the BS that happened, but the Kirk issue was the biggest mess. You can't really put that to the side because Kirk could have been locked up early and for no money, and then he would have been the worth the money that he was performing at. So Bruce Allen really, he made some huge mistakes, and it's not just the PR stuff, and it wasn't just the Kirk stuff. It was more allowing the team to just go further and further and further in the hole and honestly, the Alex Smith thing, like you can't really blame Alex Smith for the injury. You can't blame Bruce for the injury, but you could blame Bruce for losing Kirk, bringing in a guy older and giving him that much money. It's just a risky move. And right you, now you could you, definitely blame Bruce for bringing in an Alex Smith without actually consulting anybody else in the organization, right. and, which and, has been very well documented. So, Like imagine for a second, instead of just going quickly after Alex, when you lose Kirk, imagine that's the year that you do Colt McCoy. Right. You don't uh, commit all the money to Alex. And then now you can go out and you can be like, hey, Nick Foles, let me sign. Oh, you come for- on. No. no, but but let me we, let me sign what you Nick for- Foles has. He'll he could have been signed for less than Alex. And then you still could have been in a better position to address free agency and a better position to 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 go about all your draft picks with the Kyle Murray BS and and the whoever the Will Greer BS and the whether whoever else draft to BS that that we can't even discuss right now. Nobody even wants to discuss drafting a quarterback because they're so defeated. Yeah. I I mean, okay, so to go back to the coaches, um Greg Minuski, I I guess is gonna be fired. Maybe take a lesser role. No, he, he uh, probably uh, won't coaches, who would you uh, you were in charge, FP's in charge, who would you fire? Would you keep everybody together, bring them all back? For one unless, last year, unless under Gru- you can, unless this is you essentially can, Gruden's final year of the contract. He's got two years left in contract, but no one plays on that lame duck year. Right, but unless you can bring me somebody that's a clear upgrade, don't fire anyone. And right you now, all your clear upgrades are gone. They're gone. <laughs> I so would you, rather so, keep so you're enough. Saying you're going to bring back Callahan. You're going to bring back uh, Tom Sula. You're going to bring back Minuski. You're going to bring back... Kirk, uh, I, I want, whatever I want, his name is. I want Minuski. I don't want the defense to change. The Torian Gray situation is funny. Is he is he fired? Is he not fired? Is he on the website? Is he not on the website? Honestly, I don't even know what the status is right now. Do you know what the status is on Torian Gray? Is he still I, a Redskins? I, I still have no idea. He's probably I'm, at Virginia Tech somewhere. Yeah, I don't. Either way, but I, I'll tell you what. Get rid of Torian Gray. You want to blame the secondary on him? That's fine. I actually, I actually liked him. I thought he I, would be the I next agree. defensive coordinator here. 
My only complaint on him is he kept vouching for all these Virginia Tech DBs. Virginia Tech isn't known for having a, a great defensive program. Like, I, I don't... Oh, but come on. Who would you rather have? Uh, what was the guy's name? Chris Culliver, who we got from San Francisco that one year, who we paid a boatload of money to and got injured. When you draft young people like the, the with these guys that he's drafting from Virginia Tech, yeah, they may have a bad year first year, but then they, can, they have a chance to rebound. Like, look at uh, Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller was... We wanted him off the team the first year, came back the second year, had an okay. amazing year. Right. Fair, fair enough that maybe he's doing his job at developing, but maybe it's not fast enough. That, that's aside from the point. The point is, if you want a scapegoat on defense, I'm fine giving you Torian Gray. Bill Callahan, Bill Callahan, sure. Get rid of him. There's reports that he works the linemen too much. He doesn't understand that fat people uh, in 2019 are fatter than they were in 1999. Fine. Fire him to whatever. But the, I have the, confirmed the, that Torian Gray is listed on the Redskins.com website as defense backs coach. Was but he was never removed though, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, there was rumors that he had taken a job elsewhere. Like, but I mean, it, but these are the issues with Bruce. This cluster right here is the issues with Bruce. No one knows because Bruce hasn't talked in over a thousand days. No one yes. knows anything about this, which is the most frustrating thing. It's. It, it, the non the non transparency that we get from Bruce, to me as a fan, is unacceptable. If my team sucks, and someone comes out from the front office as a president or as the owner, just like all the other teams in the NFL do, um, the, the day after the season and say, "Hey, we were not good enough for you," you know, our, our fan base deserves more. The city deserves more. All those kinds of things, I would accept that. But the fact that we go, you know, when one, we don't hear from Bruce Allen, and the last time we heard from Bruce Allen, he made excuses, and he said, we're winning off the field, but we're not winning on the field. That's not that, That's not transparency to me. That's like, hey, I can't trust a word you say because everything that comes out of your mouth is just bullshit. It goes It goes like this. The people don't, don't address the media are people that, A, know they're doing something wrong, or B, know they have no effing clue what they're doing. It's just like a bad employee at work. If the boss walks by, they're going to like scour and hide behind their like monitor or, or leave their cubicle or whatever because they don't want the confrontation. That's essentially what's happening right now. And Bruce is petrified of being held accountable because he has this whole identity to, to, to withhold and, and, and keep pure or whatever. I don't know. F Bruce Allen. I'm done talking yeah. about Bruce you, Allen. You know what? I, I the beginning of the pod, I asked um, which concerns you more about Bruce Allen, whether the the business side or the football side, and I said business side. Both. I take that Half back. I want football side because <laughs> I can't have Bruce Allen making these stupid decisions um, of bringing players who are who are injured and who who we hear every time. Well, we got him at great value. We got him at great value, and it just doesn't always work out. It's yeah. it's annoying. Well, well, what do you, what is his draft process? Is he from Alabama? Yes. Okay, I want him. Is he from the SEC in- entirely? Yes. All right, I want him. Has he been injured once and dropped 40 picks in draft value? Yes. All right, I want him. You can't give me first-round value when he's not a first-round pick. That's boo-boo. That's garbage. Yeah. Josh Doxson. <laughs> point, in, point in, in case right there. And then, and then you make contracts to people like Zach Brown, who we, we actually all wanted. But now you're stuck with a Zach Brown contract that is no good after what, like six games, and then he was replaced by a, um, a rookie. It's it, it is frustrating, and, and you're right. Now that I actually think about this, 
Bruce Allen as a football operations president or whatever the heck he is, is scary. It's exactly like him going to Marshall's and buying a Nike t-shirt that is, that is, <laughs> that's half uh, short sleeve, half long sleeve. It's just it, like you get, that's, you got the brand, but it's rug, not fully rugged there. Warehouse. That's rugged warehouse. Remember rugged warehouse? Rug, it's rugged warehouse. It's yeah, I got you an Adidas jacket, but the logo's upside down. Like sometimes, uh, <laughs> sometimes you just got to go to Foot Locker and pay full price. And, I mean, it, the problem is we've done that for it. It's the opposite. He's also the guy that goes on Craigslist and finds this great TV, pays cost for it, and then everyone's like, uh, you could have gotten that TV for 50% off over here. And he's like, ah, crap. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's, so, he's not a good businessman. Dan is not a good businessman, and we're stuck with them. But what I want to know is what Dan has on Bruce that is keeping him there. There has to – or well, what Bruce, Bruce has, has on Dan. There has to be something there. It, it just seems too odd that Dan can sit here and read Washington Post and listen to Grant Paulson on the radio and read because we know Dan reads all these things. He obviously has sued the Washington Post, so we know he reads these things. For him to see these things and, and potentially him see a billboard in Washington, D.C. that says, Fire Bruce Allen, and to keep, your team like, it just doesn't, doesn't add up. There's something there. Honestly, how great of a story would it be if that were to come out? But the sad truth is TV revenue shares are too good. Dan still makes all his money, and yeah, he's but- never going to care. And you were the one that, that reminded me the other day. He's not even a like full ownership. He's just majority owner. He owns 65% or whatever. Like We're stuck with this dude that, in my opinion, barely <laughs> owns the team. That just is sitting back and his pockets are getting fatter. That's it. He doesn't yeah. care about football. But they were in 1999 when he was like, and they're down to 3.1. That, While that other teams are trending playing up, with, that's he's playing with house down. money. He's playing with house money. It doesn't matter to him. In 1999, he's like, oh, I'm a fan first and foremost. I love this team. Blah 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 blah. And then I like the money came out pouring for him, biggest stadium ever that he inherited. And he's like, oh, cool. Let me just sit back and do whatever I need to do. I like you need to find middle ground, Dan. Give me the first set of Dan that fired everybody and didn't give them a shot. And don't give me the current Dan that doesn't fire anybody and just sits back and hides. I want the middle ground. I just want Bruce Allen gone. (laughs) That's it. I mean, I actually I think Dan is a fan of the team. I mean, I don't I don't think that he's lying i don't think he's a secret closet cowboys fan i think he's a fan of the team i just think there's something there with bruce allen where i don't know i mean it, we, we all thought it was the virginia stadium that seems like it's gone out the window um i just i don't know the only thing that i can think of is that he's he's gonna wait this out one more year and say jay gruden's got one more year bruce allen's got one more year and i want to see what these guys can come up with because the past two years, I kept saying injuries, injuries, injuries. Let's see what they can come up with this year with, I guess, nobody at quarterback and some good defensive linemen and nobody at safety. You're, you're gonna, you need a 2-14 and 14 season. You need it, and I hope that's what we have. But that's not force, what we get with To Gruden. force the reset. You might get that this year with nobody behind center. You think they're going to sit there, Pat, with nobody behind center? Who can you make a move for? 
you bring somebody in the draft, I guess. You you can make a move. You can make some moves. You can you could re- restructure the Josh Norman contract. You can probably restructure Trent Williams, Ryan Kerrigan. You could definitely restructure Jordan Reed. Um, there are some things that you can do, but I don't know who's out there that you can actually go get. The more feasible thing to me is you, you let Colt start. Maybe you bring in Josh Johnson to um, be a training camp body and to at least compete and see if he can get better, and then you draft somebody, maybe in the second round, maybe in the third round, and you know see what they can give you halfway into the season. Or you could do the Redskins thing, and you can go out and you can bring in A.J. McCarron, who's going to suck, and give me not even false hope. He's so bad you don't even get false hope from somebody like that. But you're like, hey, look, it's not Josh Johnson. And then you hope that the fans care. The fans won't care. The ticket sales keep plummeting, and we're stuck like this until 2021. Where where is AJ McCarron? I remember I, once I don't know. he was traded CBS to the Browns around the corner. He wasn't he was what he was with the Bills, and then he got benched for Peterman, and then he got let traded somewhere. He couldn't even beat out Peterman. I don't think so. I'm pretty and sure then, I could beat out Peterman. And, and then you have all the 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 dumb fans that wants you to, to draft Kyler Murray if he drops to 15. He's 5'9", 185 pounds. He's basically smaller than you, LP, which stands for Little Paul. He's smaller than you, and you're going to tell me that you're going to put him behind our constantly injured O-line and hope he can survive a season? Really? You're going to waste yeah, a draft pick on that? But, but he's, a, he's, he's got some really unique talents. He's a little bit of a stud. Sounds like I, a... Yeah, he sounds too much like RG3 to me. But he also he also can kind of remind me of Russell Wilson. And I'll take a Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's probably what? Is he 5'10"? He's 5'10". 5'10"? And what does he weigh? 200? Probably something along yeah. those lines. But so, uh, my, my issue with Kyler Murray is, is you're right. There's no way he survives more than four so, games in Washington. But, but then the problem with that is, okay, cool. He reminds you of Russell Wilson. He won't be Russell Wilson. Well, what's the problem with that? Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson because of the coordinators and Pete Carroll that he has catering their offense to Russell Wilson, right? If you give me a Kyler Murray and a Jay Gruden run offense, it's not going to be creative enough for Kyler Murray. It's not going to work. No. If you need him, if you need him. Hold on. You give me a Kyler Murray and you give me Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson and Chris Thompson in the backfield. And you tell me that, 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 that wouldn't be an explosive offense. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it wouldn't. You give me a healthy Trent Williams. You give no, me no, a no. Friend, You're sure. not listening to what I'm saying. I'm not saying it wouldn't be an explosive offense. I'm saying it wouldn't be explosive under Jay Gruden. Because you take those players and you'll have AP come out in the first, get maybe a yard rushing. And then he'll go straight to Geis. Maybe he'll get three yards. And then he'll go straight to CT, roll out, screen pass, lose 13. Or something along those lines. Or, no, 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 no. Well, everyone, everyone wants to knock Jay, but Jay actually ran a, a semi-sufficient, efficient offense under um, right. But what Josh was Johnson. Problem, its problem was it was a predictable offense. And you look at Alex Smith and the struggles that he had when he was healthy. He needed to be moved out of the pocket. Jay didn't move him out of the pocket. You can't bring in a Kyle Murray that needs to be moved out of the pocket and doesn't get moved out of the pocket. Well, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is Jay Gruden, as amazing of a coach as he is, offensive coordinator, passing mind that he is, he's not the most creative. So you can't give him somebody that thrives off creativity to do good in the NFL because Kyler Murray's short. He's gonna have to sidearm sling it. 
He's going to have to move out of the pocket. He's going to have to look downfield while he's doing a bootleg run. Those are things that's going to make him thrive. And if you just have him do a three or seven step drop back, it's not going to work. It's, it's, it's garbage. Like if you got RG three without Kyle Shanahan, you, you end up with what he was the second year when he tried to become a pocket passer and Mike Shanahan didn't know what to do with him. That's what you get with Kyle Murray and, and Gruden. With all due respect to, to RG3, that was the RG3 that should have been in the rugged warehouse, warehouse, warehouse. <laughs> so I, he, he wasn't uh, – with, with what he had, with what Gruden had in, in RG3 at that time, I mean, no, no, that's not. I'm that's saying not what I'm saying. What Shanahan had. I'm saying what Mike Shanahan had. What Mike Shanahan had to do after RG3 didn't want to become a mobile quarterback. It didn't work, and that's essentially what you would get with Kyle Murray and Jay Gruden. It wouldn't work. All right. You so let me ask you this: with, with the way the organization is run, and with the way that the organization is not going to change, aka meaning Bruce Allen's going to stay, and it's probably going to be status quo. Where is your fandom on a, on a level of one to ten? One being, I've jumped ship to a team possibly in LA, and ten being, hey, this team sucks, and I know they suck, but I'm still a fan, and my love for the Redskins is larger than a single person because I can probably wait them out. I'm looking at it more as I'm going to take a one to three year vacation from being a diehard Redskins fan. I'll keep tabs on what's happening, but I'm, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm going to go to Joe and Stevie level. I'll cut my cable. I don't need to watch every game. I'll start watching red zone. I don't have to do four hours committed to Redskins every Sunday. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm done with that. And the sad thing is as of this morning, Tuesday morning, you almost had me the Greg Williams thing. And you had enough people talking about it. You almost had me back, but you couldn't pull it off. And for that, I'm out. I'm done. I'm like that alone of Greg Williams using his old team as a bargaining chip to get the job he really wanted. I'm done. I, I and to get more money, apparently. Yeah, because why would we offer him money? Yeah, I, I'm on the same boat with you. Um, I, I think we talked about this at length after week 16, week 17. Um, that, you know, why do we put ourselves through this every year? Why, why do we have to be Redskins fans? Is, is it just because our parents decided to live in Washington, D.C.? So I, I think today, January 15th, I can say that I, I don't want to be a Redskins fan anymore. But come training camp, I, I might start to get back into it. Come, um, you know, week three when Darius Geis has 100 yards rushing in the preseason – I might, you know, dip my toe in a little bit more. Come week one, I'm probably going to be fully vested again. That's just, I just unfortunately, I, it that, that's what this team has done to me. And it's not, and and I heard this earlier today. Um, it, my my like for the team and my love for the team is larger than one player, or one coach, or one person. Unfortunately, that Bruce Allen. One has been here for nine years, so I can always hope that he gets fired. And for whatever reason, this team is going to always have me invested. Now, what does that mean? Am I going to go to? Am I going to pay money out of my own pocket to go to a game? Hell no. Am I going to go? We buy got free Redskins? tickets, and we didn't even want to go. <laughs> yeah. Am I going to buy Redskins gear? Hell no. Am I going to 
um, do any of like, am I going to buy anything that has Redskins logo or am I going to give a penny to this organization? Hell no. But am I going to watch Fox five on Sundays at one o'clock? Yeah, you bet it. I honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, don't make me, I don't want to, unless you have a super strong draft, which you won't, <laughs> I can't get into it. Now, if Darius Geis to think that, that if Darius Geis comes out and after four weeks he looks as amazing as Zeke or Barkley or whoever else is out there, Kareem Hunt who may end up on the Bears, if he looks as amazing as one of those players that can change a game by himself, maybe, maybe I watch. But yeah, I, I don't but, believe but it's it, going to happen. It's also the Redskins and. Um, the one thing that that they have not shied away from is making some sort of move to get the fans back engaged, and I wouldn't be surprised if that is still to come, whether Who, in the draft nobody. or nobody. I, there's nobody. You know what? They're gonna bring Joe Gibbs to the sideline every game. No, leave the poor old man alone. Let him die in peace. Like, stop bringing him out here. Rest in peace, JD Gibbs. Well, now you just make me look awful. Like awful thing. <laughs> I want the team to struggle because I want Bruce gone, and I'm going to hope that Dan Snyder, somewhere in his stupid little head, decided to give Bruce Allen this promotion because if next year goes to shit, he is forced to fire Bruce Allen, and Bruce Allen can't do anything about it. And that's what will keep me watching for next year. So FP is out of being a fan. Stevie's been out for 15 years. Joe, we'd have to ask him. And and I'm still semi-in. I'm not fully in like I used to be, but I'm not ready to you know completely abandon ship and go become a, a Ravens fan because I tried that, and it just didn't work in the playoffs. Now, <laughs> I, I do want to see the Rams win the Super Bowl. I love me some Sean McVay. It would be awesome for him to get a ring um, at, 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 what, 29 years old, 30 years old, 31 years old. He's really young, so th- that'd be really cool to see. And, of course – you know, he, he's from, like, he's got ties to the organization here. So it'd be cool to see see him go elsewhere and have success and Jay Gruden be stuck in 7-9 land. Any final thoughts, FP? Who are the Caps playing? Playing the Preds right now. I haven't checked the score, though. Don't tell me. I'm about to turn it on. All right. The, the Wizards are playing in London. We're um, going to have to do a Wizards podcast soon. I know Joe's been waiting to talk to you about the wizards and how bradley beals the truth and john wall's trash and we should get rid of him yeah i'm not sure if i buy into that (laughs) i'm not sure if i buy into that but but they are playing okay they're playing you know decent um i stick stick to my uh original thought of them being a six seven or eight seat um and you know i think i think it can happen but we'll save that for another time uh it's been a pleasure uh, find all of our content on Twitter um, at Defeat the Curse, on Instagram at Defeating the Curse. Thanks again. It's been a pleasure. We are out.